0: What's up you guys welcome to episode number four of in the lab with Hoopsology today I am honored to have a very special guest someone you all know very well if you have listened to the show the point god of our show Mr. Justin Goodrum how you doing man good man pleasure to be in the laboratory with you oh man it's it's good to be back good to have the the dynamic duo back in action as sure. always given some of our takes today to compliment the awesome interviews that we've been having lately. And speaking of which, if you guys take a look on our podcast feed, we have been keeping busy. Uh, back last Friday, we had an interview with Jason Pat, who covers the Bulls uh, and does content for clutchpoints, app and bloggable forbes.com. So he had some great perspective about the Bulls, who, as you probably know, have been on fire. Justin certainly knows. We also had an interview this past Wednesday with NBA TV host Chris Miles. That was a really fun talk, just kind of about the state of the league, some stuff about uh, Jokic and Markeith Morris. More on that in a minute here. But lots of fun topics with him. Very fun interview. And then, Justin, you did a great job, man, with Play-by-play announcer for the Raptors, Eric Smith. Yeah, Very awesome conversation about basketball in Canada. Some talk about Drake, how Scotty Barnes has been adapting. So really, be sure you guys check out our interviews because I do feel like we are getting some really nuanced, insightful takes from people who are involved with these franchises that we all care about. In the league, we all care about and we're here to talk about. Um, so be sure you check those out. So let's move on. Let's get into this, Justin. Um, and I want to take a look at the standings first and foremost, just to kind of have a little overview of where we are. There are some teams on win streaks and losing streaks. I need to mention a couple teams right now that, I might not be able to mention in this way later on in this season. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but the improbable run by the Washington wizards sitting right now at number one in the East. Nobody had this on their tournament bracket. Nobody had this on in their playbook. They're on a three game win streak and uh the 76ers are on a three game losing streak. Uh, not really too many more streaking teams in the East. The Hawks have been very cold. Surprisingly, they're on a five game losing streak. Uh, but you'll also notice some teams are kind of returning to the mean, like the Brooklyn Nets. They've climbed back up into third place over the last week of basketball. So you've got the Wizards at one, you've got the Bulls at two nets at three the miami heat who other than their last two games have been great they're sitting at the number four seed anything surprise you in the east there justin uh he took the words out of my mouth with the washington wizards i don't think even with the
1: reporters that we talked to they anticipated the wizards getting off to that hot of a start so so they are a huge surprise um the big shock to me has been really the, the competition of the league. Because if you scroll down in the standings, there you notice that really, other than the Magic and the Pistons, and even you know we seen with Cole Anthony, he's really played well as you know as well. No pun intended. Um, a lot of these teams, there you don't have a lot of horrendous teams in in this league. You know, yeah, really early going, and I think the the competition every single night. Um, is really top-notch, and I think that's going to kind of change the league because I think we're used to seeing top teams being able just to take nights off and still get the win. Well, that's not going to be the case, and I think with a team like Los Angeles where they're so injury-ridden, that's going to really hurt them as well, especially where we have the play-in-game scenario where they have a lot of veterans and they're going to be playing a lot of teams that are going to be giving them their best shot. They're going to lose a lot of games that they – I think a lot of fans didn't expect him to. So I think that's that's going to be a big surprise in this season. Um, other than that, I would say, you know, it's still fairly early, like you said, Matt. I think as we head to Thanksgiving and towards like the first month, I mean, the first week in December, um, I expect, you know, I would say the Bucks will be at the top half of the conference. Um, and I would say even the Atlanta Hawks and Boston Celtics will work their way up to that 7-8-9 spot, um, in my opinion. But you know look at the hornets you know with lamello yeah. i mean they that's a pretty solid team as well so um i think that's a huge factor i think if you shift to the western conference i think the i've been very bullish on the to the golden state warriors um and i expect them to be 10 and 1. <laughs> i think mean, that's For been sure. a huge shock so um and i'm giving you more teams than you, you want in that but i would say um the warriors the suns I think, you know, still make that shows because I think still people think they're a fluke. Um, but I think the Suns being 7-3 and three is a little bit of a surprise. And then, you know, looking at the bottom there, um, I don't think there's really too many surprises other than the Lakers. And I think they will work themselves out later. And I think the 12 are a huge, um, a little bit of a bummer there. And I think the team that watches the, the Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant. I mean, he is a superstar Mm -hmm. caliber player, and I think it's one of those things where as we see him progress, is he going to be in that Damian Lillard kind of category there of like a spectacular player,
0: no help. So I think those are some teams just to watch so far in the early part of the season. Yeah, and you made a good point earlier in that – both of these conferences are very competitive. I would say the Western conference now, surprisingly a little less competitive than the East, just because even like in the 11 seed, I have to point it out because we might not get to say this again, but the thunder are on a three game win streak. We know that they're not going to be competitive. They're not going to be in the play in game picture. Um, If they are, you know, I will definitely eat the L on that one, (laughs) but uh, you know, the, bottom feeders in the West are bad. I mean, we're talking like the worst of the NBA kind of sadly, the Timberwolves have turned back into the Timberwolves. They started three and one, they've lost their last six games and they're back basically where they were to finish the season last year. So we'll see if, if they turn that around, but it hasn't really been a lot of elite competition for Carl Anthony towns. And he hasn't been able to, capitalize on it so i th- i think that's pretty disappointing probably my i i guess i'm not shocked by it being that it's the timberwolves you know but it's it's just unfortunate friend of the show alan you know really talked them up and of course there's plenty of time to turn it around we'll see if they can do that uh also the lakers have been turning back to their winning ways in spite of a lot of drama to start off the season so much like the Nets, I, I think we're going to see both those teams continue to climb, continue to stay relative, uh, relevant, and that's that shouldn't be any surprise to anyone. Uh, just to give you guys listening in the audio of the picture, uh, the Golden State Warriors are at number one, the Jazz number two at eight and three. The Suns are in third, the Nuggets and Mavericks are tied in fourth and fifth, respectively. So that's kind of our overall outlook. My Rockets real quick have just been horrendous. They lost to the Nuggets, uh, or I'm sorry, they lost to the Pistons last night. Uh, The uh, Rookie of the year potential showdown. Yeah, Yeah, between Jalen Green and Kate Cunningham. And they've lost nine in a row. The only win they had was against the Thunder. It's rough in Houston right now, but we know that this is their plan with the rebuild. So uh, a lot of people are clamoring to fire the coach, all, all this ask stuff. You that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. How it, patient are you just quickly? Like you know, they're one and ten if they're like two and twenty. I mean, you pull the plug or you just hate those the seasons just get the young guys experienced. Who cares about the record?
0: So here's the thing. Uh, that I do think is a fair criticism. If we're going to be losing, I, I think Houston fans, basketball fans in general, are smart enough to know what the Rockets are doing here. I mean, our our relevant players are 19 years old. You're you're not going to do much with that in mind. But in key moments in the game this past week, Jalen Green has been subbed out, like subbed out down the stretch in the Detroit game last night, subbed out. Down the stretch in the Denver game, like I believe wasn't on the floor for the last play where Jokic blocked and won that game for the Nuggets. So it's kind of like, let's get these guys experience while we take all these losses and, you know, get a great draft pick next year. I mean, let's, let's develop these players. That's the whole point of this year. If you're not doing that, then I think you're really missing something there. So that I think is a fair question. I don't, um, I, I'm not all that I am surprised. The start is this cold, but I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and move on. We still have a lot to talk about here. And I, I do want to get into this uh, and get your thoughts. Main topic of the week is this right here. The Nikola Jokic, Markeith Morris beef, the Jokic Keith beef happened in Denver at the ball arena. Basically, to give you guys the synopsis, it's just under three minutes left in the game. The Heat are up, or I'm sorry, the Heat are down uh, by 17 points. Yeah, yeah, the Heat have lost their last two, so they were down by 17 points. Um, Jokic comes in, Bam gets a rebound off a missed shot, puts the shot up. Jokic comes in, blocks it. Pretty hard physical play. I don't think it was dirty by any means, but Marquise Morris didn't like it. Didn't like maybe that extra effort that Jokic was giving, given that they were up by 17 points. I, I think that's a fair point to address. But then Jokic moves to pass the ball ahead to a teammate. Marquise Morris gives him a nice elbow shot in the ribs. It was definitely cheap. I don't think anyone to argue against that, but. The retaliation was also cheap when Markeef Morris turns his back. Jokic runs up, and as you guys watching can see in the picture, just clocks him. I mean, just bodies him right between the shoulder blades. Uh, Markeef Morris had an apparent neck injury. I'm not sure what the status on that is right now, but he was out for a long time. He was out for a good seven, eight minutes after Jokic hit him. And I think the the worst part of that, of course, is it was a hit that he didn't see coming. So, Justin, give me your thoughts on just this, this whole situation overall. Jokic got a one-game suspension. Markeith Morris was fined 50K. Jimmy Butler, I believe, was fined 30K. Correct. He was fined a certain amount yeah. uh, for also instigating. What were your thoughts on this situation? Um, real quickly, since the suspensions have been handed out, Um, I got
1: scoriated on Twitter (laughs) saying that the Joker should be suspended for 10 games. I know that might be a little bit overboard. Um, I I think looking back in hindsight, I think my mistake was, is not highlighting Markeith Morris. I think both are guilty. I think both were, it's out of the realm of just like physical play and pushing and trying to hurt the other player. And that's where, um, i felt harsher penalties should have been delivered on, on both players so i would have said maybe five games for both guys i mean there's no use for that in, in the game um i just thought that both were pretty cheap shots both were pretty equal and it's one of those things i saw on twitter i think people's emotions were i think clouding their judgment because the morris twins have a huge reputation and the joker is well liked so it's kind of like okay the bullet gives their comeuppance and it's all good. Jesus, you know, the Joker should get be given an award for what he did is mentioned. <laughs> so <laughs> he's also the MVP from last yeah, year and exactly. Morris is a role player. Yeah so but i think in hindsight you know twitter had fun the rematch later this month i believe in miami that's going to be fun um the Jokic brothers they not only have a twitter account but i heard they bought tickets for the game in miami so it's going to be a huge ratings skit for the nba so i guess in the long one everybody ran wins one more thing jimmy butler being fined that was stupid i mean if he was going to get fined then if that picture that was floating around the internet of all the heat players waiting outside of the Nuggets <laughs> locker room was true. That was great. Don't you find all those guys too? Like they, I mean, what are we doing here? So I just thought that was unnecessary on Jimmy Butler's part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with a lot of the points you made there. I think uh, there's, there's a couple thoughts I have. Um, you know, it's when you see the view from behind Jokic, that's where things really change Cause the initial like side view on the court, makes it look just 100% horrible on Jokic's part. So I could definitely understand like where your thinking was when you first went into that. Yeah. When you see the view behind him, then you really see like how unnecessary and how how much rougher that was. Like it wasn't just a shove, it was an elbow shot to the ribs. You couldn't really see that from the side view. Um and, and the broadcasters too were like They even said, point blank, like, I don't know what got into Jokic. Like, just exasperated that he would even think to do this. Question I would have... So, I think Jokic can't let that kind of contact slide. I'm glad he stuck up for himself. I don't know that this was the best way to respond to it. But I do think he had to check Markeef Morris on this. Because you don't want to continue taking abuse like that throughout the season. And, you know, you got to kind of, like... Hold your ground on that. Again, I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of the the huge body shot to his back, but I, I understand where he's coming from. The other question I have is that can Jokic control this anger? We saw what happened last year in that last game against the Suns. Can he control this anger in the playoffs? Because it will get more physical. There will be cheap shots in the playoffs. We'll have to wait and see if this is going to be somewhat of an Achilles heel for Jokic if guys can easily mess with him because guaranteed someone will throw a role player at him in the playoffs and see if if he's gone if he's benched or suspended then the Nuggets don't have a chance oddly enough this situation I think is also good for the league in and it ties into what we've been talking about for the past week more physical basketball, more tense situations. Obviously, none of us want any of these players to get hurt or injured, of course. But like you just said about Miami, it, it makes an interesting story for that. So I, I'm glad. I have, I hope there are no long-term neck issues for Keith, of course. Um, I also think it's good that he's going to think twice before he elbows Jokic like that. Um, let's move on. We still have a big topic to talk about. And I talked about Pippen last week. He's been on this anti-Michael Jordan tour. He was at a town hall this past week. And let me read off the quote before I scroll back up to the headline. It says, quote, this is from Scottie Pippen, quote, I don't see too many bad back games, but I do see a lot of flu games. Um, He was in this town hall talking with Frank Isola. Full disclosure, I haven't watched the full clip. But Pippen has been on this tour lately of trashing MJ, trashing the GOAT, arguably. Justin, I wanted your perspective on this as a Bulls fan. Just any of the Pippen comments you've heard and just overall, what are your thoughts on this whole situation?
1: Well, this can be a podcast I think we can delve into in the offseason, to be honest, in terms of just like the jealousy. I mean, are the reason why we got back together um was because of the last dance. And I think through that documentary, you can just see the bitterness and the jealousy permanate through Scottie Pippen. And I think the book is a combination of that. Just, just just imagine, you know, in, in the nineties, Michael Jordan as this the number one athlete in the world, and you, Scottie Pippen in, in in all other scenarios, would be considered an all star player, and you're in a shadow. And it really, the league was in a shadow. So just imagine being on his team. So it's one of those things where clearly Scotty can't handle it, and clearly he's very bitter and jealous in terms of these comments, and not only about Jordan, but other things he said, you know, throughout the years. So uh, this doesn't surprise me. It's I don't know. I'm I'm not Scotty's. I don't know Scotty Pippen. I have no relation to him. So. I don't know if I'm disappointed. I think it's just unfortunate for Scottie Pippen's legacy overall because for younger fans, I think they see this and they didn't really see him play. So they're just going to think he's bitter and just like, who is this guy that's talking all this crap about Michael Jordan? So I think it's just highly, highly unfortunate. And hopefully as we, you know, I, I don't think this type of situation with today's players just because the way the way the league works i don't think it's going to happen but um i yeah i just think it's it's unfortunate it kind of paints a dark cloud over those 90s bulls for sure
0: yeah and i i think what also kind of is a, is a bummer is i don't think Pippen Sees how big he truly was. Like, I, I think Pippin sees himself as a lot smaller of an entity than you and I probably saw him. And, Agreed. you know, the millions of basketball fans around the world saw him in the 90s. Um, I, I don't think, yeah, he was under MJ's shadow. Um, and you're arguing, you know, against the GOAT. I mean, against the guy who was taking the clutch shots, who had the. Most picturesque career in NBA history, you could argue. So I think it's a bummer. A bummer. The other thing I wanted to ask you: Do you think MJ is going to, at any point, speak back at Pippen about these comments, or do you think that's <laughs> kind of just beneath him? Yeah. It's, what's What's the point? <laughs> I
1: mean, I already had a you know ten part documentary. I mean, what's the point of going back and forth with with Scotty? I mean, I think you're right. It's kind of beneath jordan to engage in this kind of pettiness he has you know a team to run he has other business ventures i mean to engage in just this bs i just think is a waste of his time so i'd be fairly surprised if we hear you know a rebuttal to this from mj
0: in my opinion yeah i i agree with that too uh real quick before we wrap up and get out of here I did want to mention that I got to have an NBA experience for the first time in person in a long, long time. So, my first NBA game was when I was, I think I was six or seven years old. It was when I was living in California, long before Justin and I met. I went to the Charles Barkley Phoenix Suns playing against the Sacramento Kings, um, the Mitch Richmond Sacramento Kings, I believe, at Arco Arena. And This past weekend, my wife surprised me with tickets to the Nuggets versus the Rockets. She's a Nuggets fan. I'm a Rockets fan. And the great thing was, overall, that it was a very competitive, fun game. I thought it was going to be a 15, 20-point blowout. uh, The Nuggets easily getting by the Rockets. It wasn't that. The Rockets actually held the lead for a very long time. Led at halftime, held a lead in the third quarter as well. Uh, came back from getting down for a while, but then just at the end, it it all unraveled. Um, I wanted to mention just that it was, it was a very good experience going to the game. It was easy to get in. Uh, My wife had forgotten a mask. So I was going to either give her the one I had and see what we're going to do. The event staff had masks up front. So that was no issue. We got a mask. We got in, you know, People were wearing the mask strictly with varying compliance, I I will say around me, but, uh, but event staff was watching everyone. It was a very good experience. I was in my Rockets gear. I was a little bit nervous about that uh, being in the house of the nuggets, but Denver fans were really friendly. So shout out to you guys. It was a really fun experience. I also found a group of Rockets fans there. We were sitting two rows behind The Rockets bench so I could hear the Rockets players talking I could hear at times the coaches one thing I will say that is is a concern for me about the Rockets we talked a little bit earlier about player development that certainly has to be the number one priority the body language of coach Silas is kind of weird as well you guys might remember last season probably the only highlight of notes of coach Silas was him Unfortunately, I'm not trying to like kick him while he's down here or anything, but kind of breaking down in a press conference when they were on their 20 game losing streak last year. He had a really rough time with that. It's understandable. You're, you just got this coaching opportunity. You're really frustrated. You're on this losing streak. You were thinking you were going to have James Harden. So I think people understood that, but man, his body language is very low energy, very like shoulders down very like slow walking around it's uh it strikes me as as a bit odd i don't know i don't have anything against coach silas obviously i want the rockets to do well so i'm hoping things turn around uh but that's just one thing that i observe being up close like that so very fun justin you're gonna be checking out an nba game in the near future potentially right yeah it's in
1: the works um chicago's gonna be in town i live in denver colorado now And um, next week, I think it's the 19th, that's a Friday night. I'm planning out to check out that game, um, the Nuggets and the Bulls. I'm curious just to see this new high-flying Bulls team in person because, honestly, I don't think we've ever seen a team like the Bulls in terms of their roster, in terms of the uh, fast break and the quick pace. So I'm curious to see how that dynamic goes with Denver's more slower half-court style. So that'll be fun to see.
0: Absolutely. Get to see Lonzo and Caruso live. Yeah, true. for sure. <laughs> That'd be fun. Well, we'll definitely look forward to hearing about that. Yeah, that was the other great thing too, is we got to go to breakfast together, talk yeah, shop in person for, sure. uh, yeah. for the first time in a little while. So yeah, that was nice. it was really fun. Um, Anyway, that's our episode, episode four of In the Lab. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Be sure to leave comments, like, subscribe, either to the podcast or on YouTube. We appreciate your guys' support. We appreciate you guys being here. Justin, you got anything else?
1: Um, No, To stay tuned to our podcast feed for some great content. Don't want to spoil anything, but we have some great interviews that we've conducted over the past couple of weeks that will be on the feed fairly soon. Um, Some, like, evergreen stuff that – that covers other aspects of basketball culture, as well as your latest um, NBA news. So we got you covered on both
0: fronts. Yeah. There's a new episode. That's really good dropping tomorrow morning, actually. So be sure you guys check that out. Thank you guys for tuning in again. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you being here. God bless. Have a great weekend. Take care. Peace out. Latest.